Welcome to another episode of Lyrically Provoked. I am your host, James Phillip. I take small pieces of song lyrics, parts of pop culture, and little pieces of literature, and give you some different ideas and thoughts that maybe the original author didn't intend. You can follow me on YouTube or Instagram at jamesphillip313, or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. Today's episode, we are digging into a Cypress Hill song called Rock Superstar. And someone uh, sent me a DM on Instagram asking me about my process. And how do I go about selecting a song? And how do I come up with the content? And I was like, all right, I'll just answer this on the next podcast. I'm not going to write back some elaborate message or dedicate a whole fucking episode to it. I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, in this case, I uh, I just literally put my iTunes on shuffle and I started scrolling through songs until I hear something that, you know, catches my vibe at that moment, you know, whatever mood I'm in, and then I listen to it for a little bit. And if I see if, you know, a certain part of the lyrics sets me off, if it reminds me of something... And if it doesn't remind me of something, then I just keep shuffling. I keep moving on until I, I find something. A lot of times I'll be in the car, you know, I uh, I love just fucking banging out in the car. I got a fucking giant subwoofer stuffed under my back seat of my truck. And it's like my little sanctuary to just blast away whatever it is. I, I like driving around and just thinking. So sometimes I'll be driving around and uh, a certain song will hit. And it'll spark some thoughts, and I'll just send myself a little fucking uh, note to, you know, you know, follow up on this song. So, if I don't follow up on a song or if something in the car doesn't spark the thought, then I, I go back to the shuffle method. And I try to do these episodes on songs that I already know. When we do listener requests, I'm, I'm pretty open. I, I think I can get some kind of vibe or thoughts of off just about anything, but... I do try to stick to my, my own database of songs, which I pretty much have everything under the sun from rock to, you know, metal, classic rock, rap, EDM, every type of EDM you can even think of. A hell of a lot of Detroit rap from, you know, Esham to Apollo Brown, Royce, you know, Eminem, obviously. But, uh, Tori Amos, Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin, like, it's it's all over the place. I don't have a lot of country, and I'm open to doing country, but, um, not a, not a whole lot of that shit in my iTunes, unfortunately, but once I get a song, I'll, depending if I'm in the studio or my car, I'll just play the song three, four, five, six times over and over and over. I turn that shit way up to where, you know, the fucking speakers are just about burning out, and by the time I listen to it four or five times, I have a... I pretty much have an episode in my head, and if not, you know, sometimes I, d I just sit down and just completely just ad-lib this shit, and whatever comes to mind is what you guys get. So, just a little bit of insight into my process someone was curious about, curious about, I hope that answers your question, but to get back to the track in mind, uh, Cypress Hill's Rock Superstar, I mean, this is a fucking banger. You know, even when it first came out, it's still a banger today. That beat, whoever did that beat, fucking sick. Like, bird flu, fucking sick. It was just one of those songs that was going to get you in a certain vibe, no matter what. 
but the lyrics were fucking killer on this song and there's so many truths and I'm trying to figure out like which way I want to take my audience right now. I feel like one of those fucking Hardy, Hardy Boys books you had in fucking elementary school or middle school because you could like pick your ending and go to a completely different place. So I'm trying to figure out right now like eh, where, where do I want to take you? But let me give you a little piece of the lyrics. I got uh, one, two, I got three groups of lyrics that I think we'll talk about. Um, but we'll start with something that's like earlier on in the song where it goes, most people don't see how much work is really involved in this rap shit. I didn't know it. I didn't see it. I never saw it until I was actually in it. You really gotta be in it to understand what it's like. Like, all right, let's make a decision. Which way, we, which way are we going with this one? You know, it's uh, that line. Most people don't see how much work is really involved. Is this the motherfucking truth? So again, I, I relate most of the things that, at least for now, I'm sure these uh, podcasts will evolve at some point. But early on in this series, I'm going to relate a lot to my own up, upbringing and because I'm always analyzing how, analyzing how I got here and I don't think it's ever going to go away it's one of the most common questions I get asked through anything whether I'm doing a interview on Fast Company or Forbes or an article or a new hire at one of my companies like it's it's always how did you get here and I feel like when I'm on that note I made a post on Instagram just yesterday just yesterday about you know the common denominator I see um, where people fail or the, the shit I hear when they fail it's always along the lines of it's not as it wasn't as easy as I thought it was and I'm like motherfucker nothing's easy there is just nothing is fucking easy in this world if you want to reach a high level um, and I think sometimes we look at things and we go you know, I can do that, I can do that too. And you know, maybe you can, but do you realize the amount of work it's gonna take to get to just that level? And I think a lot of times we forget that it's extremely hard to just be good. And you don't realize how goddamn difficult it is to be great at something. And then, you know, I had a friend that always, said like I just want to be world-class at something and you know when I say when he says world-class he's thinking like you know the top 1% of the 1% and it's hard to just be good let alone be motherfucking great so I just think about the, the startups I've seen fail or people I've seen fail in their careers or things they were chasing in life and I you know they word it differently but it's it all comes down to it just wasn't as easy as I thought. And <laughs> it's like, dude, you could try to start a pizza chain right now. You think pizza's pizza, right? It's fucking hard to just get bread, sauce, and cheese down right to make a crowd happy. And, you know, you thought you were just going to go open up the next fucking Little Caesars or Domino's or a Pizza Hut and just crush it. And, you know, realize that it takes a lot more than just throwing some shit together and hoping you get lucky. And you know what? Sometimes you do get lucky. I've seen a lot of dumbass people that just had one fucking idea and they're fucking rich. Like, 
you know, not not hundred thousand dollar rich, but like millions of dollars rich, because and they didn't have the most ambition or the most motivation. They they were some lazy motherfuckers, but they just had one idea, and it was a good idea, and they fucking made it. But for everyone else out there, you realize that that line when it hits, most people don't see how much work is really involved. So there's that whole thought of you're, uh, you, you know, what did I say? You're an overnight success. No motherfucker. I've been on this grind since I was a teenager trying to get here. And as I got more success in my like, you know, early thirties, mid thirties, late thirties, you know, you run into fucking people that don't know you and they're like, oh, you know, that's, that's cool. That happened so quick. I'm like, dude, that, that just didn't happen quick. I've been on the motherfucking grind and hustling since I was a teenager to get here, but they don't see the 20 years of work that went into it. So they see you and they're like, all right, man, Nick, I want to live like you live. And I'm thinking you want to live like I live, but you don't want to, you want, you don't want to do the things that I do. You don't want to make the sacrifices that I made. Cause you don't realize it took me 20 fucking years to get here. You think you're just going to go start a business tomorrow and bring in millions of dollars and brings me back to the thought of when I see people that fail, it's that line of it was harder than I thought. It wasn't as easy as I thought. And it's just like, man, dude, like in high school, they should just teach a fucking class that shit just ain't as easy as it seems no matter what it is in life it's just nothing's that fucking easy and as soon as you start believing that it's that fucking easy you're gonna fail but, you know four or five lines down after most people don't see how much work is really involved there's another line that says i never saw it till i was actually in it you really got to be in it and i just think of like all the companies i started you know, no matter what I was trying to do in life, it's, you always got these fucking ideas of like grandeur and you think like everything's going to be fucking awesome. And as an outsider, you're looking at it like, I can't wait to get there. It's going to be a piece of cake. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to crush it. I can do that too. But you really don't know what it's like until you are knee deep in that shit. And then sometimes by the time you, you know, you're knee deep in it, it's quicksand and you're sinking like a motherfucker. And you never thought about that. So, it's so easy to be that armchair general where you look back and you judge everybody. You think about how things are going to be. You know, even in relationships. I think if we see somebody sometime and we have this, like, idea in our head of who this person's going to be. And a lot of times it's just hormones and, and sexual attraction and you just want to be with this person. But you don't really know who they are or what it's going to be like and then you end up dating this person and you're like shit this was pure hell because you don't know what it's like until you're in it to just go with that that lyric it's so many things in life you don't really know till you get there it's like you drive by you see that restaurant they got the best branding in the world they have you know the cool sign the cool restaurant build out and then you get in the motherfucker and the food sucks and you just don't know what it is until you are like knee deep in it and one of those eye-opening lyrics that i can think of so many things in life that 
you get all hyped up thinking that something's gonna be something and then once you're in it it's just not what you thought and I think so many things in life we are we hype ourselves up we're looking forward to this vacation this event um, this date this new job this new business venture whatever it is and then once you actually get in there you start to realize well now it's a little bit different so I think once you're in it it's then maybe you can talk about it but you know it's it's easy to sit back and just talk about what it's gonna be like until you realize what it's really gonna be like um, one last line that I didn't I never put a tremendous amount of research into these episodes uh, I'm, a, I'm more kind of winging it on my feelings and vibes on the lyrics, but I think Everlast was talking in part of the song. And maybe it's not Everlast, but I am going to do a couple episodes on him, so fucking stay tuned on that shit. But uh, regardless whether it was Everlast or not Everlast, the line that was, uh, wasn't being sung, it was like kind of just speaking through the song. And it goes, Nevertheless, you gotta go for the gusto. But you don't know about the blood sweat and tears and losing some of your peers and losing some of yourself so when i mentor young entrepreneurs i often bring up that line of you're gonna lose yourself and you know they look at me like a deer in headlights that i'm about to just run the fuck over in my diesel truck um and they're just not smart enough to move <laughs> but they just don't get it and they don't you don't realize and I, I sometimes i think you know watching shark tank i love shark tank right it's a little bit inspirational and gives you ideas and american dream and all that shit but you just don't really see what's coming and when i say you don't see what's coming is you're to really succeed in most things in life like 40 hours is an arbitrary number I don't know where it even came from. Probably not gonna look it up, but just an arbitrary number. I know people that crush it in this world in 20 hours a week. I know some people that have gotta spend 80, 90 hours a week, shit. When I was building my companies, there was no 40 hours. I didn't give a fuck about Mondays. I didn't hate Mondays. In fact, I hated Fridays because that meant the weekend was coming and shit was slowing down. And at some point, days don't matter to you. When you're chasing a high goal, when you're chasing a dream, you don't give a fuck if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. You just don't fucking care. In fact, you stop caring about a lot of things. You know, sometimes you even you even let yourself go. I mean, when I started in my second major company, I gained like 100 pounds. I just lost a bunch of weight. But I got so consumed with my own business. I gained a... I gained about a hundred and lost about a hundred and that's a another story for another day but I didn't give a shit I was eating pizzas fast food fucking you know drinking and all I had was tunnel vision on this goal and to be honest I wouldn't change it you know I can come back later and you know exercise and you know I was always a bodybuilder power lifter like I don't I love the gym it's not an issue for me but there became a time when I was so obsessed with my goal and I was running so fucking hard at it that yeah, I'd let myself go. You know, I, I dropped a lot of relationships, friendships, even some family members. And the only thing that mattered was achieving this. And I do not 
you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, no regrets. It ain't about no regrets. It's just that at that moment in time, that is what mattered the most to me. And I did exactly what I was supposed to do. And it was just put those motherfucking horse blinders on. Don't look left and don't look right. Just run at your goal. And when I tell people like how I got here, they look at me like, you know, you probably could have got there without doing that. And it's like, actually, I don't think I could have. And I have a few other friends that, you know, they're fucking, you know, wealthy entrepreneurs and all same mentality. It's you stop when the work is done. There is no clock. There's no holidays. There's no, no nothing. There's work that needs to be done and there's shit that can wait for later. And that was the biggest difference I see across most entrepreneurs that, that make it. Actually, even sports athletes, people I, I worked with in the music industry, the people that just had tunnel vision on their goals and spent every waking minute obsessing over it, they had a much higher chance to succeed than the other people that said, well, you know, I can have the balance and work-life balance and, you know, if you want to live that way, I get it, do it. But you, when you come up short, you can't blame anything else other than yourself because it takes so much to succeed at anything in this fucking world anymore. There is so much competition. If you think you can do it in 40 hours and go home and be like, you know, the great wife or great husband and great parent, it's like there, there's weeks when you're just going to have to be completely submerged in work and you hope to be a better spouse and parent next week. But you, you're just not going to reach those high goals. Most people won't without just going all the fuck in. You know, 40 hours, arbitrary number. It's, I've had weeks where I worked 100 plus hours. You know, there's weeks when I work 20 hours. But at the end of the day, if you want to reach a fucking high goal, whether you want to be, you know, high up in sports or be super awesome on fucking social media and, or, you know, blow a business up. I mean, some people just get fucking lucky and they, they got an idea and they blow this shit up and they had access to money and the rest of us had to grind for this shit. And when I say grind, it's out grinding out every customer sales calls, networking, marketing, and harvesting fucking leads every day, nonstop, seven days a week until we get to some level of comfort. And I'm not saying comfort as in like chill, just to the point to where you have some stability. So, you know, when every time I see, nevertheless, you gotta go for the gusto, when I think it's Everlast, but when you hear that line, it's, you know, everyone talks about swinging for the fences, but, you know, most of these people are fucking laying down bunts or, you know, getting fucking singles at best. They have no idea what it's like to swing as hard as you can for fucking three pitches. And if you fail, then you walk away and, and, and you can deal with that or you hope you fucking just crush that ball. And I just don't see a lot of people crushing the ball. I see a lot of people taking, you know, half-ass fucking swings and then making up all these excuses on, on why they failed. And it's, you know, losers keep losing. Like, that's one thing I realize in life. <laughs> there's always someone that's got an excuse that's gonna blame something else or, or someone else and there's everyone else that just 
puts their fucking head down. They just keep grinding and hustling until they get what they want. But one of those lines that just lines that just keeps hitting you and uh, that last line about losing some of yourself. You don't realize that as an entrepreneur that there's no holidays. There's no you get days off, but you don't you almost don't deserve days off. You know, it's it's your business. It's your baby. It's you don't get time to rest. You don't get time to unplug and while you're doing that, sometimes you lose part of yourself because I look at it my way. I got, you know, fucking, you know, 12 companies and brands. I got people all over the country working for me and they're, you know, starting families. They got mortgages to pay. They got school loans to pay. And I don't get to take a day off. Like these people are, are fucking counting on me to keep growing shit and making things happen. So they have a fucking very fruitful career as they bust their ass. And some days you just lose yourself to whatever, whatever it is, the passion or hobby or, or business you're chasing or goal. Because nothing is greater than the goal. And I think a lot of times we, we try walking that line of, I want to do both. I want to have a healthy you know, relationship and friendships and do all these things. And then I want to be a super successful person. And there is balance over 365 days. I just don't think there's balance within a day or a week. Some weeks it's just fucking, you know, mayhem and the next week slow. But that's all I got on these three lyrics on Cypress Hills, Rockstar. As always, make sure you play this song and just, you know, give it a once through so you know what I'm talking about. And if you like this episode, make sure to share it with somebody else. Can't hate me for trying to pimp this podcast and try to make it a little bit bigger. But until then, I will catch you on the next episode.